Hi, and welcome to Captivated Audience. My name is Sam Shane. Today's Efficient Frontier International podcast, we're going to be speaking with a friend and colleague of mine, Joanna Ricketts. Hi, Joanna. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Sam. How are you? I'm doing great. Tell us a little bit about what you do at EFI. So at EFI, I'm responsible for the delivery of our technology products. This is quite a new area for EFI. Um, I joined the business in October last year, and we launched our first product um, earlier on this year, actually in February, an MVP of a tax tool. So I really came in to get that product delivered and help to drive the, the technology strategy for the business forward over the next few months. And it's really exciting times for EFI. There's lots of exciting change happening. How did you become involved in the first place with technology? So I, my career started in, in operational roles in financial services. And I think I very quickly realized that I was not the kind of person that liked doing line roles, doing the same thing day in, day out. I've always had an interest in technology. I find the pace at which technology is moving absolutely fascinating. And I think we live in a right now in a very interesting technological era where we're right between two generations, those youngsters that know nothing about how we used to do things on paper all of the time, and their lives very much are driven by technology versus our parents or maybe our grandparents who are still in some ways technology adverse and would rather walk into a bank to make a bank transfer or go to a box office to book theatre tickets, who shy away from using technology for even day-to-day -day things, let alone anything else. Um, although I think probably the current situation is changing that. And so I find technology very interesting personally anyway. But my interest was really piqued from a professional perspective when I was asked to join a market initiative in the area that I was working in at the time, credit derivatives, credit derivative uh, documentation. And the market initiative was to move long form credit derivative transactions. So many pages of, of legal documents for one trade, um, electronic. And I think I very quickly realized that this was fascinating mostly because it absolutely turned upside down the function that was responsible for confirming those trades. But it just changed the whole process. And I think at that point, that's when I thought, this is really interesting and this is where I'd like my career to go. And so I guess that's how I started and I've dipped in and out of technology change. Uh, it's definitely not been a smooth path over the course of my career. I've definitely done worked on some projects that are a much more uh, operational change focused with the technology element. But really where I've ended up at EFI is definitely where I absolutely wanted to be. There aren't a lot of women who head up technology teams, although the numbers are definitely growing. But one of the important elements of that are your soft skills. In other words, your convincing skills, your negotiation skills. How would you describe your influencer style? I think that's a really interesting question, Sam, I think that influencing has a slightly different context or is, is talked about in a different context these days, which for me has, a, has some negative connotations. But in the context that we're talking about in getting our jobs done, and, and for me, I'm very much a, a doer. I like to get my hands dirty and I like to get things done. So I think those soft skills you talk about are skills that I have nurtured throughout my career. 
we're all learning every day, right? You know, my learning curve at EFI is absolutely huge, which I love. And that's part of the reason that I love this role. So, so from a technical perspective, those skills are changing on a daily basis. But I think my softer skills are things that I've really focused on in my career, in the early part of my career, because I understood the importance of them and also the importance of them as a woman in, in this industry. I have always focused on being able to communicate at all levels. And I've watched uh, people that I've worked with and for do that well, both men and women. And it's something that I've always focused on. So I think that my ability to take information, to process, to digest, and then to relay that information appropriately at different levels is something that I use to help influence people that I'm working with. I think that if you are known as, a, as somebody that does their research, that knows their facts, I'm definitely not a wing it person. I'd be terrible in sales because I can't talk about something that I don't know the detail of. I love the detail of everything. Um, and only then would I then pass that information on. And so I think that I've earned respect by being in the detail, by, by processing the information and by then packaging that and, and passing that forward. Forward. people believe that I know what I'm doing and that I've, I'm a safe pair of hands and I think that's how I've influenced people in my career. There are certain habits we have as women who are leading. I remember years ago going to a training and women were encouraged to stop apologizing for everything and to not always be focused on people pleasing as something that consumes their time. Does any of that resonate with you? Absolutely. I think that I am definitely by a personality type, a people pleaser in all walks of my life. Um, I've been, been told that many, many times. And it's particularly prevalent in my work. I think it's something that Sam is something that I continue to need to work on. And I know that women that I've worked with, you know, is, is a mentor to me has previously told me in, in other roles that we've worked together, not here at FI, that, that I should not worry about pleasing people or making sure that everybody's happy all the time. And I think for me, what I tend to want to do is, is make sure that everybody feels comfortable, not necessarily happy, but that everybody's comfortable with the decision we've reached or how we've gone about something. And actually, what I realise is it's really true that you can't please all of the people all of the time. And there will always be people that don't agree with your methodology or your approach. And that's something that is uncomfortable to me, but that's how we grow and that's how we learn and that's how we push ourselves out of our comfort zones is by putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations. And it's definitely something I need to do more. So it's a real, it's a real learning point for me, Sam. So we started off this podcast where you were explaining about this very cool tax tech that mm -hmm. you've been working on. What do you see on the horizon for technology in the area of financial crime prevention? What's caught your eye? I think that there's a lot of opportunity to turn processes on their head. And I think that that's something that's a theme or has been a theme for me through my career in financial services, that there is often an element of we do things this way because that's how we've always done them. And taking the opportunity or having the time to be able to take a step back and say, actually, let's readdress this and, and potentially think about why we do it this way and maybe if we can do it better. I think that there are technologies that exist in this space that have existed for many years that manage processes perfectly well and that banks are heavily reliant on. But I also think that those technologies are not evolving. And I think that certainly the development partner that we work with at EFI and the way we build our technology enables us to use the most current uh, tech stack components 
and I work with an amazing team who are really at the top of their game. And I think that a lot of the technology that, that we work with in financial crime prevention at the moment doesn't utilize those most current components. And that's partly because, you know, technologies evolve so quickly. It's kind of what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, which is why I have such an interest in it, because things do evolve so quickly and change so quickly. But I do think that we, we have opportunity to take a look at small parts of the process and try to make them better. And I think that's something that we definitely try to do with the tax offering that we've built at EFI. It's just a small piece of a tax process, but it really turns it on its head and it utilises really current technology and it makes the user experience which is really fundamental to great technology as an ultimate consumer myself I would say that the user experience is you know absolutely paramount opportunities that we have here in this industry are to not rest on our laurels not to just use tech that we've always used because it works but to see that there are opportunities but also to do small things really well rather than try to tackle the world. And I think that's where sometimes technology as an industry can, can go wrong. We want to try to change everything in one go. And definitely I have learned over my career that to take small chunks and to do them really well, which lends itself really nicely to sort of very adult software delivery methodology is definitely the way forward. And that's what we've done at EFI. So yesterday, the British government announced that we are going to have to stay home for another three weeks. What have you done throughout this period, social distancing and isolation to stay sane? Oh, it's such a good question, Sam. My other love in life is health and fitness. So I absolutely used my small amount of gym equipment that I have at home in my little one bedroom flat in London to keep myself sane. I've taken advantage of the opportunity to go outside and run around the park, which is beautiful this time of year. So I think for me, focusing on my, my physical well-being has been really important. I've also used this opportunity to do some things that I always have good intentions to do and never get around to, and that's spend some time working with a charity, lending them some of my skills um, in sort of technology space to do some good work for them. And I, I know, Sam, that when we, we met on one of our EFI company-wide calls a few weeks ago, we talked about how my day-to-day sort of work in life hasn't really changed because I work in technology and I'm so used to Zoom is a, not a new thing for me, you know, talking to people on a video conference call is a day-to-day -day activity for me, uh, particularly because my development team are based in Europe. So I spent some interesting time having some interesting conversations with people who took some time to adjust to this new way of working and to encourage them and to make them feel comfortable that actually it really does work and, and it's kind of what I do every day and nothing's really changed for me. So it's been a good exercise for me to uh, reflect on, on my day-to-day -day work as I work anyway and, and to share those experiences with people and to encourage them and support them and say actually do you know what it, it's really fine it's very different for you but actually it works and I do it every day. So I'd like to think I've used my time wisely Sam. <laughs> Joe, always a pleasure thanks for taking the time to chat with me. Thank you so much Sam. If you'd like more information about EFI check them out on their website at efilimited.com if you'd like to discuss any due diligence, monitoring, or investigation work, or even find out more about their upcoming taxation technology, feel free to reach out to either Lizette Smith-Cullen or Russell Taylor, whose contact details can also be found on LinkedIn.